Hey everybody, I'm Maria. And I'm Tawny. Welcome back to Oversharing. Hey Tawny. (laughs) Hey girl, what's going on? That's what I was just getting ready to ask you. (laughs) Um, I'm having a good day. Sweet. You know, I'm upbeat. You know, when, and I'm surprised. Wednesdays, I'm usually uh, drained. Feeling yucky by Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Today, got a little energy. Could, <laughs> energy be, nice. could be that coffee. Could be the coffee. It could be the 70 degree weather. That, true. Um, that's pretty weird for the Northeast at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, it's funny because I'm like, oh, I love the winter. Like, cold doesn't really get me down. I love being cold. But then I have days like this and they all of a sudden breathe all this life into me and I'm like driving with the windows down and I'm like, oh, maybe I do get winter depression. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, And you don't realize it until you have a nice ass day. I had the sunroof open on my way mm-hmm. home from work. I had the windows down. You didn't have the radio up. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Sunglasses on. I did not have any music on at all. No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? Actually... Maybe it's time we explain that joke because we keep using that joke and we're the only ones who knows what it means. Well, that's not true. The fact that I don't have a stereo in my car anymore? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm... Well, I don't think... If it's a joke, I don't think it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just explain that since we're explaining things. So, this is something I did not expect for us to bring up on this episode at all. And I've been toying in my mind with when we were going to dive into this discussion because it's such a big part of why we were inspired to do this podcast and we have yet to open up to this topic. So I wish everybody could see your face right now because we truly, we came in here with a little plan of what we were going to talk about and I just completely threw it on its head. You did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, for a little backstory, I have a younger brother. He is about two and a half years younger than me, and he really struggles with his mental health. Um, Throughout our lives, we experienced a lot of abuse, a lot of trauma. Unfortunately, my brother did turn to hard drugs to cope, but at this present moment and for two years now, um, he has been clean. So, yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) However, in the wake of him getting clean, um, all these different struggles that he had with his mental health kind of started coming to the forefront. One of the things that we have really struggled with that got worse during the pandemic was paranoia. Yes. So this is really difficult for me to bring up, and I hope that I get through it well. But I know there's probably so many other people who struggle with this. And I want to talk about it because the way that my brother's paranoia and his behaviors presented, it was classic drug abuse. But he's sober. Right. Okay. So so I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Well, it's not the way that his paranoia presented. It was the way most of his symptoms yeah his symptoms for his mental illness as a whole yeah that's that's true yes so the paranoia though um really began to heighten in fall of 2020 and out of respect for him i'm not gonna go too deep into it but i can say that um he would have moments of believing that people were listening in on us or that there was cameras watching us specifically him 
Uh, He felt that there was people following him. Just a lot of intrusive thoughts that contributed to erratic behavior. And unfortunately, one of those was removing the stereo (laughs) from my mom's car because he truly believed that it was tapped. And he struggled with that. Although he told me it broke. Right. But I I, I knew that it didn't break. Right. You know, um, so it it was difficult to have that conversation with him. Yeah, and and I and I don't know how to handle paranoia. I didn't know how to handle that, and I didn't even recognize it as soon as I should have. No, I actually was struggling with my own. Yeah, stuff I mean, it was just on. such a crazy time <laughs> in our lives with the pandemic happening, and then you were diagnosed with breast cancer, and then. He my, moved home. My brother moved home to be with us and to help. To help, and you know that's when his struggles really got worse. Um, but in his defense, prior in the year, he had spent some time with our dad, um, isolated, just the two of them during the pandemic. And my dad's not fantastic. If you've listened to my other podcast, "What's Up, Ladies," and I'm sure you've even caught on from some of our episodes here. My dad also really struggles with his mental health and he really struggles with substance abuse and it's just not a good combo. I mean, daddy with anybody is not really a good combo because he has to be alpha. Oh yeah. But it's especially not good with my brother because there's a lot of competitive um, backstory there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thankfully he's not... um with him anymore yeah so he's not with him and he's clean and actually i personally do not have contact with him at this time that could change in the future um i don't want to there's not specifics that i want to go into in our story tonight um because i'm still struggling with how to share that and be respectful of my brother as he moves forward in his life However, there are a lot of parts of the story that really affected the way that I now see the world and the way I interact with people. And those are my things to tell. Um, So this is kind of just the beginning of it. Now we've dipped our toe in it a little bit. Um, I'm a little concerned. I don't know if you'll agree with me with how people will feel about me talking about that in the future. Hmm. Um, People that know me or know him. But if Again, if you've listened to What's Up, Ladies, you know that I'm a believer in, like, what happens to me happened to me, and it's it's mine. Yeah, it's your story. Yeah. You know, and what, I went through all of this with you, so I do have a story to tell as well. Absolutely. And there are times when I tell this story, you know what I mean? Because, like, at work. Yeah. My boss needs to know what I am going through. Absolutely. He needs to know that there are, if, if you don't hear from me, mm, there's something wrong something if that, I don't come yeah. to work. So anyway, um, I don't have car stereo. <laughs> That's basically what it comes back down to. And the reason that she doesn't have a stereo in her car is because yeah (laughs) but then you google and it's like this is good for your car and then it's like you need to buy this you need to do this i I don't know how to do all that yeah so i just sometimes yeah or i turn on a podcast okay yeah and this is like five in the morning yeah you know and then i turned on the podcast and the whole rod there it was a commercial (laughs) 
<laughs> you can you can skip those. No, bits. I can't touch my phone. Oh, I'm on yeah, that, I'm on that Geico thing. app. And do you put earbuds in or do you just let it play free? I just let it play free. I, oh, girl, I have a system. I stick it up in my visor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I can hear it coming down. Yeah. It's not loud. It's a phone. No, it's not loud at all. <laughs> I've had, I mean, it's so funny because every car I've owned, remember, has had some weird stereo issue. Like I had, when I had a Saturn, the Saturn, the radio would just randomly turn off. Like mm-hmm. when it wanted, and it would just stay mm-hmm. off for like. But did 20 you have hours. a big hole in your dash? No. <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm not competing with you. Okay. We were talking about Paul and Daddy competing, yeah. and now look. <laughs> now everyone knows I don't have stereo. <laughs> we already knew that's what my whole point was. We keep making that joke on every episode, and nobody knows what the fuck we're talking that's about. That's right. Now they know why. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> that's how this happened. <laughs> but why were we talking about my car stereo? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, because you said usually by Wednesdays you're drained. That's right. Yeah, I'm so sorry. And driving home in the silence. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You circled back. I was like, wait, how did I even? How did that even come up? Listen, that's the story of my life. Sometimes I'll be in mid conversation, and then I'm like, oh shit, I have no idea what they were just saying. <laughs> yeah. What did I say earlier today? I tried to boil water twice <laughs> so that I could. Um, boiled chicken and both times I completely forgot that I was boiling water and got distracted by other things like the one time it was almost completely evaporated like that's where my brain went I've been so, there I don't know if everybody else is like as gone as I am at this point but shit just falls out of my head <laughs> I, that happens to me you know at, at work I'm multitasking you know what I mean yeah and, and then I come home and I'm like okay now it's time to relax and then I get up to do something, and then I'll come back and think, why did I go in there? You know what I mean? Or <laughs> yeah. I'll go in for water and come back with nothing. Yeah. I think that probably... I mean, I hope... No, I don't hope that happens to everybody, but I <laughs> assume, like, mm. everybody has a certain level of just... Oh, I'm sure. Looking for your keys, and they're in your hand. Stop. You ever had the- one of those days where it's like, you're just at the end of your rope, and then you get home, and you drop your keys, like, trying to get in the door? Oh, yeah, always. And you, it, like, yeah, that, and that's just the thing that sets you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which sucks, because now and you're And then home. you're home, <laughs> and you're set off. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. so true. Yeah, I know that there's, and, and, and so many people, like, now I'm older, so when I come home, this house is empty. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got nothing going on in yeah. here. You know, um, but... I imagine for the moms, you know, that have a child in one arm, they just picked up from a daycare or yeah. something. And they, I, I remember that. I mean, even just coming home, I'm sure so many mothers deal with this. And I witnessed this, you know, as a nanny, you come home and I'm sure the days are so stressful. And then as soon as you walk in the door, even though it's so exciting to see your child, it's also so overwhelming because they're so loud and they're usually on their bullshit. Like I know, <laughs> like for my kids, they would have been perfectly fine all day. And then as soon as mom walks in the door, they're fighting or they are begging for something or complaining about something. And I'm like, oh my God, like let, give her a minute. She didn't even put her purse down yet. I don't remember. Is that the way you and your brother were? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I have Well, he was always 
Always. Always Circling around me. Yeah. The Taz just circling around me at all times. He's always been Trying to get a yes, a yes, a yes. Well, that's how he got all of his yeses. He exhausted me. Yeah, because he was just... Mm -hmm. I wonder... I mean, I'm sure other people... I mean, and that's what makes it tough, too. Like, not to spin it back to what we were saying, but... I wonder how many other people, you know, have children and they struggle with that. Maybe their children are hyperactive or they're really hard to settle down or maybe they're aggressive, whatever the case may be. You dealt with so much of that with, with, you know, my brother when he was little and it's, it's heartbreaking now to get to where we are and see his struggles. And then, you know, even for me, because I'm only two and a half years older than him, but I have always felt lifetimes you know and older older and and just because of the way our relationship Mm -hmm. is you know Mm -hmm. so it is it it hurts because i'm like oh my god like what if if we would have addressed this differently you know would he not be in pain now if we would have done that differently would he not have this coping mechanism do you know what i mean right and And i didn't know anything and where are the resources even taking him to the doctor I mean, I took him for to get tested for ADD. You know, one of his teachers decided that he was ADD and wrote a note. You remember that? I you do, remember that? I do. And she stapled, she stapled it, on it the, to his coat. And they and they uh, teased him on the bus. I know. So I had an issue with that. Yeah, but, as you should. But then I went to my pediatrician, and they sent me down to uh, St. Christopher's. Yeah. And they evaluated him. Um, we were there, you know, a couple hour or so, um, and they were like, this child does not have ADD. Right. You know, so I, that might have been pre-K? Yeah. And first you think, grade? So what, like 95, 96? It's so crazy to think about. Yeah. And then um, he was he was a handful. <laughs> He's so cute. But I never medicated him. I never did anything like that. Right. Um, I think, too, at the time, we had two cousins who were around um, the same age as us, actually. Mm-hmm. And they were both medicated yeah. for ADD. But back then, like, 90s, they were just completely... Medicated. Medicated. Like, yeah. it kind of stripped them of their personality a little bit. So that was only the, the only frame of reference you had for medicating a child. Right. Who was, and, well, that know, was the only effect I, I knew. I had seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only effect I knew was that it just... You know, gave you like, um, yeah, you just like. You're so mellow that you don't yeah, give a fuck. Yeah. But like, yeah. kids and, are meant to feel things. Yeah. Yeah. He needed something to help him focus, but he didn't need something to strip him of things that he, his creativity and See, stuff like that. That opens up an interesting <sighs> topic, I think, because I don't necessarily think that he needed anything to help him focus. I just think that the way that they were trying to teach him oh. didn't work for the kind of person that he is. Yeah. And this has, I mean, my whole childhood, I always wanted to be a teacher. It was, right, you can vouch, like, yes. that was my dream. And then as I got older and, um, you know, doing my prereqs and just seeing how different things worked, I I don't know, it didn't vibe with me anymore. And I, I know so many amazing teachers, and a lot of them would agree with what I'm going to say, I think, is that... Um, the, the standards don't make any fucking sense. They don't. Like, what we're expecting of our children and the way that things are put into place and the things that we're drilling into them 
don't really make any sense and the standardized testing and you have to meet certain criteria like there's so many kids who get shoved to the side or they fall through the cracks and it's not because they're not smart and that's what happened to my brother is that he was labeled not smart because he couldn't sit there and read a book you know what I mean but he was then coming home and like taking apart a fucking engine and putting it back together and making it faster. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. he's brilliant. I do know what you mean. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> it was like, my engine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's, he's brilliant. Yes. And I've never met someone who's so creative and so clever and so smart. So it's, it's so funny because I say that about both of you though. That's, well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But it, it just saddens me because I'm like, wow, maybe if someone had been teaching him the way he learns, yeah, things we, would have been yeah. so different for if him. If he'd have got a Steph. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. friend Steph is mm-hmm. a great teacher. Yeah. I think, but that also comes around to, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of, <laughs> heard of parenting with understanding is kind of like a newer concept. And basically it's the idea that we approach our children as if, you know, their people <laughs> right and instead of screaming in their screaming face in get their it done faces. yeah and like when kids throw tantrums and stuff is kind of remembering that that's them expressing because they have no other frame of reference you know a newborn this always kills me actually i don't want to lose my train of thought but you know how people always ask if a baby is good yeah what does that mean a bad baby like what are you saying i don't know so like what you're asking me like what I've picked up on is people, people say like, oh, is, do you have a good baby? And what the response they want is like, yeah, he never cries. Okay, so your baby doesn't express his need for anything ever and that no, makes him a he's good Kyle baby? XY. <laughs> <laughs> like, but then we push that into toddlers and elementary She's age. She's bad. He's she, bad. But what is bad usually, bad is usually rebellion, like rebellion, but in a way that you're speaking up against something that's uncomfortable. Right. That's a bad child. Right. Suddenly. So now but good see, children. Well, that's how children get hushed. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that like good children are children that keep their mouth shut and that keep to themselves. That's a good child. And a bad child is one who is struggling or expressing themselves or losing their shit like why but adults lose their shit all the time do you know what I mean I, I've seen my friends have tamper tantrums and I don't go oh, that's a that's a bad adult like right <laughs> I'm just like oh shit she's really fucking going through something mm-hmm. like she's mm-hmm. really why do we not do that with kids I I don't know that's like generational I, mean, I could we're starting I could, to I was gonna say I could look back now and I would raise you guys so differently Mm-hmm. But I've learned so much, you know what I mean? Especially watching you, you know, mm-hmm. those 10, 11 years with the, the with children. The kids, yeah. yeah. So it's, I love it. I love the way it's changing. I love the way both parents are involved. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I love the way women are standing up and saying, wait a minute. I mean, more so now it's like, wait, 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 now I'm working full time and you're working full time and <laughs> we have children. So when I get home, why is the laundry just my problem? And or, dinner just my problem. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, packing the kids' sports bags. And, and I there's mean, there's so much that goes into it. Right. But I think that's. You got to have those conversations and Absolutely. that's. Communication isn't happening. Communication isn't happening, and this is funny because this also brings us around to where we intended 
to go. And like, you have to, so I've been having this, I have this, this theme has been coming up in my life lately, the same conversation in different ways about dating someone who has a similar background to you. And I don't mean like the same religion or, or even culture, but in a sense of like, they grew up in a similar way that you did. They had parents that kind of respond to them in similar ways. Maybe they have similar trauma. And I'm not necessarily saying I have to be with someone who's fucked up, but I just feel as if I was dating someone who had really, you know, p- parents who responded to them always caring and loving and like encouraging and they didn't have any yelling or screaming or I just feel like there's going to be points where they can't understand where I'm coming from or even because I've been in an abusive relationship before if they've never experienced that like I don't know I feel like they won't be able to understand some of my issues (laughs) I can understand that I mean although I mean I haven't dated in like five years Mm mm-hmm so, but when I did date, I was a single mother. Yeah. I was a sing- single mother of two. I was a single mother that came from an abusive relationship with substance abuse and alcohol. Yeah. And I still had two children. And I've had conversations, you know, with with men. And you can see, you know, you're sitting across from them. It's a first date and they'll ask a question and you answer honestly. You can see the change in someone's face. You know, I, there's times where I think, you know, being so transparent, you know, when asked a question, changed that we did not go out again. Not that I liked him or whatever, but, you know, just saying, hey, yeah, I, I was a I came from an abusive relationship and their face changes a little bit. Right. The conversation changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know, are are you an abuser? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or are you appalled? I think the appalled part is what scares me. Like sure. I'm always so um, afraid of feeling embarrassed, you know, mm-hmm. when I tell someone. This actually came up recently. I was out for a couple of weeks ago and I ran into some friends that I hadn't seen in a while, but I was just like catching up. And I mentioned to one of my guy friends about how bad my relationship had gotten and like opens up a little bit about it. <clears throat> and he was just like, like, what the fuck? Like, how did you let that happen to you? And I was like, kind of conditioned into it, honestly. Like I didn't know to expect anything else. Like what people need to understand is that when love and abuse go hand in hand, when you're a child, you truly like absorb that that's the way that love goes that it comes with a certain amount of toxicity it might come with a a little bit of physical abuse it might come with some cheating and betrayal it might come with some drugs and secrets and lying and don't tell anybody this happened like when you're that's the only thing you see and understand how do you know anything how do you know any different do you know what i mean like that makes total sense to me what what makes me uncomfortable is when someone's like being understanding or responding very calmly to things like that's where my triggers start to go off because I've never experienced that right do you mean whereas for you know a typical person I put the air quotes up I try not to use normal but like for a typical person who might not have experienced those things for them their triggers are going off if they're yelled at or if someone lies you know or if someone doesn't do what they said they're gonna do like that's their like oh shit like, this person's not who they say they are. Where for me, it's, like, the op- the opposite. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, I have to work through all that. Right. 
And I and I feel like someone who hasn't gone through similar things wouldn't be able to even understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, and I can and I experienced that. I experienced that you know, on dates where if they ordered a second drink, that was a trigger and I right. was like, "Okay, I'm out." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Think so I get it 100%. Yeah, I think it's hard to just find that balance of like what's a red flag versus what's a tolerable workable behavior (laughs) i agree 100 percent (laughs) again 100 percent full agreement yes um well i've done a lot of growing you know what i mean and i know that i would approach a relationship completely different i also know that I've gained a lot of patience. Um, I have less distractions in my life right. where when when the time is right, I can focus yeah, you know, on, on that, that person. Yeah, and... I think that's I, important too. I think so many people try getting into relationships when they really don't have the time like, or the extra space for another person. And then they find themselves being overwhelmed. But if you feel overwhelmed you know, by trying to be in love, it might not even be incompatibility. Like you just might not be ready. But I think so often people are like, oh my gosh, if I let this person go, I won't find another one. Or, you know, if we screw up timing, what if we don't get another chance? And it applies a lot of pressure. Uh, and I've needed all of those years. You know, I like I said, I haven't, I, I've just needed all those years to just go through what I was going through. Yeah. You know, and not introduce anybody. To yeah. it. That's the biggest thing. And, and trying to get some, trying to get to know the person is the hardest part. It is really hard. Especially with the social media and the phones and the texting and, you, you know what I mean? That type of thing. Yeah. And honestly, like, with the stuff we've been going through, yeah. it's so hard for me. And, my like, some of my friends have told me I'm silly. I'm like, you don't understand, though. Like, back in October, I went on two dates um, within, like, a week or so of each other, guys on Bumble. And they both like asked me what was going on in my life and I was transparent with them I was like well you know recently I had to stop talking to my brother took legal action he's really mentally ill like went on that whole rant I was like my mom just got finished you know breast cancer uh we bought this house as an investment because we're gonna you know finish the downstairs and that was my brother's job so now that he's not here that's not happening like literally just set it put it all out there and the one guy I could see the shift but I was like it is what the fuck it is you know what I mean and his parents were married and really happy and him and his sister were really close and they had his mom was a dare teacher so like him and his sister had never even smoked pot and I'm like see and that (sighs) is takes you right back to the fact that he can't relate to your life right and he's never gonna get it right and And why (laughs) why put him through it this (laughs) poor guy it's like such a struggle because I don't want to be with someone who when I, you know, explain why my brother's not in my life or explain why my dad's not in my life or explain, you know, my book, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be with someone who's like a oh, big deal, you know, like right. who's been through so much that they don't even see my pain as pain, right? you know, but I also don't want to be with someone who's like, oh my God, I can't believe you went through that. Like that must've been so hard because... It was, you know, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just such... show just some, some empathy. You yeah, know, like just where's a, the balance? Yeah, just show a little <laughs> empathy. 
you know, and then I'll help you with your stuff, and, and we move on. You know, our past is our past. Now we go in the future. In the future. Yeah. You know what else is... But it is communication. It is. and But what's tricky for me, too, is that I have such a dark, dry sense of humor mm-hmm. sometimes, and it's, like, my go-to, and I don't do it to shut things down. I don't do it to be difficult. It's It's truly you know, who I've always been, right. like, even as a child. But I, I know that that can be difficult when trying to get to know people, especially yes. someone, like, my dark shit might make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Even though it is funny to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's your right to make light of it. Of course. But if someone doesn't get your sense of humor, eh, I know. It's so a again, it's you a have to have that balance. You has to have someone who who laughs at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because someone who doesn't laugh at that kind or of stuff or one offs me, like makes a darker joke. Ooh, then you have to accept it. That's not. I would bad. love that. Yeah. Yeah. See, that would be sexy. Match. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm so curious to know though, like for people who are married or in long term relationships, like what are some of the, I don't want to say sacrifices. But I guess in a way they are. Like, what are some of the things that you feel like you had to change or give up or completely eliminate, you know, to keep this relationship going? Because I'm sure there's things. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you're dealing with that you need help with? Yeah. You know, that we can find some resources for you. It's true, too. You, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I do understand, you know, it, it's just both sides of it. Yeah. You know, because I feel like communication is, is lacking everywhere, even in the workplace. It's oh just lacking. Yeah. It's lacking. And true communication, not a text. You know what face I mean? Face-to-face, yeah, body face to, language, sure. tone of voice. Yeah, and, and, and your partner deserves that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I just feel like there's so many people you know, that are always just looking for the next best thing. Even if they're in a relationship, you're still scrolling, scrolling, liking this. You looking know what I mean? for excitement or yeah, I mean, whatever it may be. I'm not on... I mean, I am I am figuring out the Instagram. Oh, we see you, girl. <laughs> we see you figuring it out. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Girl, you put that on... How many times did I post that to my story? Uh, it was multiple times. <laughs> Thank you. I helped you. I Thank got you, girl. <laughs> like 45 minutes after the fact but that's okay thank you everybody watched it i saw everybody (laughs) there were so many (laughs) so many people oh no i know it's yeah i'm just i'd be curious i'm curious to know the things people have changed about themselves the things they wish they could change about their partners and it doesn't even have to like I know we're not supposed to be changing people. Like, I know that's not the goal. But you know what I mean. Like, shit I does do. change. I do. I do know what you mean. You can't just expect to live with somebody and raise children with them and things not change. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not talking about laundry on the floor, right? No, 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 no. All right. Yeah, we're talking no. about going out and partying. Yeah. We're talking the way right. that you parent. I mean, that's just oh, so that huge. see, and those and are I don't communi- know why people those are having things, those conversations, right? I didn't have any of those conversations. Right. I didn't know to, to have, have those conversation. conversations. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's true. Like, I didn't how do you know plan any of that. Discipline your children, and that I yeah. didn't know that little things like that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's so 
Do you drink every day? Are you an alcoholic? <laughs> How long big, is this going to last? That's a big question, yeah. How long is this going to last? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what this was. I didn't no, know. I know. You know what I mean? Well, that we said that too. Again, like, had we known more at the time, perhaps, if he would have gotten help for his mental health, things would have been different. But because of generational things and the way you know, your generation was raised, like the stigma around therapy, the stigma around mental health, the stigma, this is still a new one. This is something I struggle with all the time. Like, um, gender reveals. Okay, fine. I don't care if you have a party. I don't care if you find out the sex of your baby, but the fact that we have different reactions to whether we're having a son or a daughter, I don't understand. Yeah. And I, I want to be clear because I've always been someone who said I've always felt like I was going to have sons. And that doesn't mean that if I had a daughter, I would treat her any differently than I planned to treat a son. Right. It's just always been a feeling in me that I felt like I'd have boys. But who knows what's going to happen? You never know, you know, what, what comes for you. But I just find it weird that people go into parenting with different ideas of how they're going to parent based off the gender of the child. And it shouldn't matter. And it shouldn't matter. It I don't, shouldn't matter. I don't I don't that. know that I was... So I... Yeah. You got... You and dad were... Like, it's so crazy because there's so much that we can say about daddy that is truly terrible. But there's also so much about him that was so wonderful. Right. And that's that, the hardest part. I know. And that's one of the things is that, like, that... That wasn't a thing. Like, I, I built go-karts and raced them, yep. just like my brother did. And my brother was allowed to go in the, the kitchen and bake brownies if he wanted to. He could cook. Do you know what I mean? Like always, yeah. He was always cooking. He was allowed to, you know, play with babies if he wanted, but he loved he loved Hot Wheels. Do you know what I mean? Like, and every sport. And, and he was the most athletic person I've probably met, you know? but We didn't put a, role, a gender role to it. You guys never cared. Like, yeah. we could watch with... TV, there was no boy shows and girl shows. Mm -mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why people do that, especially if you're in a home where you have children of different genders. Like, you're making the difference a big deal. I mean, when I think about it and look at it right now, it it definitely was a a control thing because when I was going back, as we're talking about, you know, how good things can be, I was like, yeah, but he force-fed you. I know. (laughs) You were force fed to eat things you knew you did. Everyone knew you hated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, the levels of abuse were fucking crazy. Yeah. But he he did have amazing treats. And I mean, this is the struggle, right? And there's probably so many people dealing with this. People who have someone in their life who struggles with their mental health. And it really alters who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. And... And and it's then you and we have to think about the trauma that you know someone with a mental health issue what happens there because he had trauma absolutely he had huge losses so close together right and and daddy we, did yeah yeah and and I'm making no excuses for nothing no. and for no one but I watched but it matters this, it matters but I didn't have the tools to help exactly and then I lost trust I lost faith yeah i lost cash (laughs) you you know what i'm saying though it 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 was never we could not communicate we were both alphas that's true there's no way i'm backing down i got kids to feed yeah you know what i mean and he would say that why do you act like you're so scared you don't even act scared 
because it's not right. about me. It's about right. my kids now. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to duck. I'm going to lean back. Yeah. You know I what think I mean? It's not that I'm not scared. A whole other layer, too, that a lot of men probably don't realize is that, like, once a woman becomes a mother, it's like a whole new level, I'd imagine. Oh, it is? Yeah. I'd kill for you right now if I had to. <laughs> I believe With you. With my bare hands. No, I believe I you. I am telling you, girl. <laughs> listen, I don't I even... I will jump in front of a, a, I, a truck Listen, I get it completely you. because I don't have children that I have birthed, but I nannied my kids from the times that they were infants, and I know them today, and I get it. Like, I've had moments where I've thought, like, worst case scenarios in my head, and, like, all the different things that I would do to protect them or like different things that I would do to make to torture someone who ever hurt them. Do you know what I mean? Like I must beat up some lady at the Chick-fil-A. I remember for my boys. Like yeah, I was not- I remember for the 2-year-old. <laughs> I remember that you're because. not allowed to engage with someone else's 2-year-old. <laughs> no, when, oh, my kid was 2. Right, Your they were, kid oh, was that's like right. 6 or that's 7. Right. She was a bully. And he pushed my kid, yeah. and I was like, mm, where's your mom? Like, get out of here. It was grandparent, And it right? ended up being his grandmom. And the way she was sitting and, like, hiding on her phone, I was like, oh, she knows that her grandkid is shitty. She's hiding from that it. Sucks. Because if that was me and I saw my kid do that to another kid, I would have been in there so fast. Mm-hmm. So fast. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the fact that she's hiding, she knew, that's why she has him at Chick-fil-A. Because that kid sucks, and she doesn't want to deal with him at home. <laughs> so she's just going to let him beat up little kids Poor in the play grandma. Place. Poor Listen, grandma. I was not Maybe happy. she's raising him. Maybe it's tough. But I get it. Like, a level of fierce. But I, I, I mean, I've always had that for my little brother, too. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Yeah. It's like a whole, like a lion comes out. But I think men don't. There's a lot of men who don't expect that. True. <laughs> you know, and, and what they, I think what they don't expect is for us to stand up for ourselves. You know, and... It makes it really difficult because you're constantly then go trying to stand up for yourself. You're trying to be heard, mm-hmm. and then you're the crazy one. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to label, oh, look at her. Or a bitch. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Listen, I needed that money for formula and diapers. Right. Don't tell me what I am. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those type. We get labeled things when we're trying to stand up for our family. Well, I think that's just women in general like I feel like men can go off on tangents men can say whatever they can scream but if a woman does the same thing she's perceived as a bitch or as crazy and like that's the thing that bothers me so much with the whole crazy label in general is like I have done some shit I didn't think I would do and said some things I never thought I would say but what you don't see is like the layers and layers and layers of torment that happened that got you there for that moment. And that's the thing is that there are so many men who like to play both fucking sides of shit and gaslight you and get in your head. And then once you realize what's going on and you react, then you're crazy. And it's just, and that's when they record, not everything <laughs> that led up to it. Well, the five course. weeks or four well, weeks course. depends on their cycle though. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Every one of them have their own, their own cycles of how they, you know, go off on people. It's all, I mean, that's what just makes life hard because we're all so different and we all are coming from such different places and we have different trauma, different backgrounds, different mental illnesses. <laughs> like, right. This shit's hard out here. Yeah. And well, for me, it was boundaries. Isn't that so now, the those types of things, I'm not running into it. Yeah. Because I don't have people in my life that um, have 
mental health issues. That's not true. I mean, I have depression and no, anxiety. No, that, okay, that's not what I meant. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think we should be more, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't you know use such Here a broad term. Broad ter- you know what it is? It's not people with mental health issues because we all have right. our issues. It's people who are not willing to address their issues in a productive way. If you're right. not okay. taking steps to learn how to cope with your shit, then we're not going to vibe because right. I'm taking steps to cope with my shit. So we're not going to be leveled. Right. Because we're going we're gonna to see the world differently. Do you know what I mean? Like someone who's coming from a healed place or a, heal, a place of trying to heal versus someone who's coming from an angry, you know, hurt place, it's going to be hard for you to see eye to eye. 100%. Again, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> this whole show is just me expressing myself and you just fully agreeing with me. Well, you know what, though? But that has helped me grow. Us agreeing having with me? these conversations. No, yeah. You know, whether, the, whether the, the, the microphone was on or not, we'd still be having these conversations. This the is truth? what we do. Ain't we just decided after everything that we went through, you know what I mean? You came up with this idea and it's helped me work through so much. Hey, let's... Let's talk this out. Yeah. You know, let's find some people who can identify with it, you know, and bring something to the table too. And there's just, that's what I was saying to a friend recently about, you know, doing the podcast. I said, I just, I spent so many years feeling alone, you know, because of different reasons. I mean, you think of some of the crazy shit, like I had a parent in jail. I had a sibling in jail. You know, I have a parent who struggles with their mental health, who was... Yeah, it wasn't my mom, who was an alcoholic. Do you know what I mean? I, I had a traumatized parent who was dealing with the after effects of their abuse. You know, I can't have a very toxic family, like a, a very big family that's very close, but also very toxic. Like all these different things, you know, that I'm carrying and have to figure out. Right, <laughs> right. And, and I felt so alone and all those things you know for so long and then you really start to realize so many people are going through the same shit they are even if the stories don't line up completely like the feelings do and i just don't i don't want anybody else to feel like that like nobody has to feel like they're the only one going through some shit like and and sometimes you can have the best friends in the world and they still can't vibe with it do you know what I mean like specifically the stuff with my brother is really difficult because I have friends where they see it it's very black and white and they're like he behaves this way so he needs to be out of your life and it's like okay but you just completely erase the fact where he's my brother and has been my best friend pretty much all of my life do you know what I mean like that's still a struggle for me and even though I may be cold about it and I might not talk about it it doesn't mean that I don't have moments throughout the day where I just want to talk to my friend and I can't do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, going through stuff. Yeah. And it like, <clears throat> it sucks. And now I'm not going to go through that alone. Like I'm going to talk about it with you and I'm going to talk about it out loud and I'm going to talk about it with other people who are going through it. And I don't, I don't want anybody else to, to suffer. Like why? It's tough. And this is a tough month because his birthday's coming. His birthday's coming up mm-hmm. and, and I sprung this on you. So I apologize. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but honestly, it, it's one of those things that has to come out and we'd have to eventually get there. 
you know and what this for we'll me talk, we're gonna talk more about it and it'll yeah. feel you know yeah it's 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 boundaries it's boundaries and you know in understanding that you have to do what's best for you for you you know and for your mental health yeah for just in general your everyday living you deserve peace, peace. and that's what i have now and oh my God, I feel great. I know. I do. And it does come I with feel sacrifice. Great. But even the way that I'm approaching my days. Even, you can feel the shift. Oh, I do. Me too. I do. I see the shift in you. Same. I know. You know, it's it it's the growth, but it is again the communication, the talking about it, sharing how you're feeling. Instead of letting it mm-hmm. simmer and boil and bubble. Yeah, but make sure <laughs> if you're sharing how you're feeling that you're going to someone who really wants to listen. Yeah. And you know, gonna... who's hearing you to listen, not hearing you to respond, not hearing you to pick out all the bad things you did. You want to learn how to grow. You don't yeah. want to learn how to be beat down again by one more person in your life. That's true. That's true. Having people that you can safely go to. I mean, we're huge advocates for for therapy anyway. I know you're struggling right now with finding the right match because it's hard to even know what therapy is supposed to feel like. Um, So I totally understand. Like, it's hard to know if you're... If you have the right therapist. Yeah. You know, because you don't know. I mean, I hung in there for quite a few months. Yeah. You know, and I did week to... You know, every week for a while. But it is, you know... and, And... that's another reason why I'm so happy that we're doing this because I haven't found the right therapist. And this shit feels like therapy sometimes. It's yeah, exactly. Because the feedback that you give me, you break it down. And then yeah. I'm like, Oh <laughs> no, for real. And you've been doing it your whole life. Yeah. So, I mean, so for me, it it's normal. Yeah. You know, but I mean, for I others think I'd have like a column in the newspaper, like a dear Abby, you know, here I am, dear Tawny. Dear Tawny, mm-hmm. my mom. Oh, I loved Dear Abby. Some of the stuff <laughs> that used to be in there was so funny. I know. I used to. Now they have Reddit, it. and some of that. I'm like, why are you asking that? Well, everybody on Reddit is miserable, but sometimes it's amazing. Reddit keeps me scared for society as a whole, mm-hmm. but also I go on it every day. Speaking of Reddit, I just saw <laughs> one, and, and and I don't remember this. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I saw a Reddit where the ladies asked the question, if my 16, how do I lock my 16 year old out when she, she's not home for curfew or her home for curfew, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And someone jumped in immediately and said, do not do this. Mm-hmm. And I remember we watched a, a, a story of the child that got locked out and then walked to a phone or something. She never came home. Never came home. Yeah. But this wasn't it, but they were saying it was a 14-year-old in Colorado. But I don't even... Why did I even go here? <laughs> <laughs> so we get on these tangents of, oh, wait, I have to... Skirt! <laughs> you were talking about a woman on Reddit who was trying to get advice on how to lock her 16-year-old out of the yeah, house. Yeah, and then someone jumped in, and so that don't was a good this. one. Yeah. So that was a good... That That's was a, a good, positive That response. was a positive... Yeah. Well, Someone yeah. jumped in and said, don't do this. But then they have... Yeah, but I bet there was nine un- 900 other people who were like, lock, lock that, that bitch outside. Door. <laughs> yeah, lock that bitch outside. Yeah. She's not listening. And and have I ever locked you out? Probably. You... Listen, we don't want to get into that one today. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, we're going to do a toxic mom one. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? We we could, but to be fair, I have some friends who got some toxic moms that like you couldn't even fucking. Well, then we'll bring touch them the on. Gr- yeah, touch the so we'll bring on. them on and talk about their toxic. I already know your toxic mom. Like, oh yeah, like your shit. Some of the sh- stories but I've that I've grown. heard. Listen, I've always said this because I know there's so many people out there who struggle, who have a parent who struggles, but I was, it's fucked up, but like I was blessed that my fucked up parent was my dad because I don't know how people cope with the fucked up one being their mom or both. Some people get it even shittier. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you had your shit, but you always were there. You always took care of us. We never wanted for anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, so... And, and not everyone has that experience. And I don't know how people... If you do have a toxic mom, yo, reach out to me. Absolutely. Let's talk about it. But I've, I've already heard some stories, and I'm... Whew. I see some <laughs> of it on TikTok. Girl, you love These your TikTok. These videos, and I'm like... Ooh. I'm still not on TikTok. I refuse. I can't get sucked into one more thing. I just can't. It's rough. <laughs> it, it's rough. <laughs> Social media is rough. I try to limit it. You know, sometimes I'll look up and I'm like, whoop, a whole hour. Sometimes, like, the only thing I have my screen time alert on is for Instagram, and I don't even know why I have it on there. But sometimes, I think it's at, like, two hours. And it, every time it pops up, whether I reach it by 9 a.m. or at 11 p.m., I'm like, ignore. So right, right. So why set the alarm? Why even set the alarm? It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, girl, I'm about to wrap this up. Yeah, we did it. We made it through another episode. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so now this Wednesday, I am a little drained now. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know what? Honestly, I used to feel drained after therapy all the time. So yeah. it makes total sense to me. But we did it. <laughs> As we do. Thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you soon. Good night, Bye. all. <laughs>